like two years ago. I popped this pill, right? And the dude was like, oh, this is just, this is it's X. We're going to go out. We went to the park. We went to the casino or whatever. He's like, pop a pill. It ended up not being what he told me it was. Oh. Oh, my God. So he and drugged you. It was a psychedelic. Oh. But I, the, the doctors think it was LSD, okay? Yeah, Yo, I know that you want to know what we were just talking about, but you have to wait. Real quick, what I need you to do is go ahead and leave us a rating and a review. If you're feeling the podcast, if you're feeling the conversations that we have every single week, let us know. We want to know how we're doing. We want to know what you think about this podcast. All right. Now, let's get into it. You are now listening to The Black Gay Agenda Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome to the Black Gay Agenda. Welcome. I had to put a little extra gay on it today. Uh, I'm Micah. I'm Justin B. Smith. I'm Ryan Lewis. And I am Alex. How y'all feeling today? Good? Pretty good. Yeah, good. Life is good. good. I just yeah. did some... I just took some pure for men, so hopefully I make it through the whole. Um... <laughs> you you oh. took what? <laughs> what what, 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 what do we? What do we take? Huh? You don't have to. You don't. You don't take pure. I, I, what, what's that, Justin? Oh no, baby, I do. I'm traditional when it comes to that. Um, I mean, it's fiber. I, I know, but I get my fiber from like the, from my fruit intake. And oh. I just, yeah, the girls use, I use a douche, yeah. And your pineapples? Mm-hmm, I, I'm a fruit, I love fruit, so. <laughs> <laughs> that was right there, but I didn't take it, but that was right there. Um, how's everybody doing? How was the week? Justin, you recently had a birthday, you're 26 now? Yes, yes, I yeah. am 26. Oh, I turned 26, I'm 26. So, you know, it was just giving It's your golden year. Yeah, very much so. Still sexy, still here. My birthday is every day this month. I saw I was about that's what I was saying. Oh, little baby. Little baby. Oh yeah, we got some baby boomers in the house, y'all. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it was good. Thank you. Thank you for mentioning that. Of course, of course, of course. We love to see a birthday. Another year of life mm-hmm. is great. What you over there sipping on, Ryan Lewis? You know, I've been on this like twisted tea kick recently. <laughs> Last. So episode. do you mix it? No, it's. I just drink it as is. Give me. Oh, a little... you just drink it out the glass. Yeah. You fancy? Yeah, class it up a little bit. <laughs> Try a little ras, <laughs> little raspberry. You know, I had. Last week's episode, I had plain, you know, that I up in and drink a little um, raspberry this week. It's my little midweek sip. I'm sipping on some um, simply spiked. What flavor? Right now, blueberry. Oh, I've never had blueberry. I always get peach or strawberry lemonade. <laughs> well, I, um, so I usually get the box, the liquor store that I go to. It has like a box of variety. Yeah, 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 yeah. Variety. I haven't had the simply peach yet though, but I hear it's good. It's pretty good. I like anything peach. So me too. I'm drinking peach juice now. I heard about the peach because um, Coco Jones on Bel Air. She was promoting 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, Simply Peach. And I said, like, oh, let me try that. I recommend. And what are you <laughs> drinking, Alex? Oh, just a little peach. Just, just the, just the peach mini made that one that sells out every time they get into the store. I love that juice. Just juice oh, today. I don't do minute made. That's lowbrow. I know, but I love that one. I'm a simply I, girl. Simply peach, simply apple, simply cranberry, simply fruit punch, simply lemonade, oh, simply, yeah. simply, 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 simply pineapple. Just plain and simple. I love it. Yeah, yeah, like simply. But it's all unhealthy from what I've been told. So <laughs> it is. I just yeah. saw like, and I don't really normally drink juice. I just bought it today because I just wanted some. But they've been on. They've been in the news about the some whatever they had. Answer. <laughs> yeah, cancer. Like something in there gives you cancer. At this day, everything gives you cancer, according to the people. Sunny delight, all of it. I don't know. All, of it. all right. So today is a very fun. Well, I don't know if it's fun. But we're going to be talking about black mental health. So, as always, we're going to start off and we're going to go around um, and ask a question. And usually these questions are yes or no. Sometimes we leave a little room for, you know, a little extra sauce on it. Alex may ask for a definition at some point. Possibly. <laughs> you can be like, well, first of all, can you define it? <laughs> Let me make sure I'm answering right. <laughs> all right, let's get into it, y'all. Let's get into it. Ooh. Justin, do you currently have a therapist? I'm being assigned to one, but at the moment, no, I don't have one. Okay. Ryan Lewis? Yes, I do. Xander? Yes, I do. Right now, I don't because she moved away and she does not do virtual. So there's that. All right. Um, those of you who do have therapists, are they black? Yes. Are they woman or male? Man, male. Oh, are they gay? No. No. Okay. Awesome. We'll get into that more. Mine was a woman um, who was, um, she was lesbian. So. Mm. Oh, yeah. Is that both of mine were black women? Okay, mm-hmm. I like that. Love that. No whites over here. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> no milk of magnesia. <laughs> no milk of magnesia. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you believe that in your life, um, has being gay negatively impacted your mental health? Yes, most definitely. Most For definitely. Family? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Alex? Yes. yes. Me? Yes. I think we all agree. Look at that. We all agree on something. Look at that. Look at God. Uh, <laughs> do you think that drug culture in the LGBTQ community, because we all know that there's been a really, we're in a drug epidemic within our community with like the meth and the coke. And the crack and all of that, but especially that the meth. Do you think that uh, drug culture in the LGBTQ community is tied to mental health? Of course. No, oh, yeah. Of course. Alex? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. That's some thoughts. Okay. Well, we'll get into that in the next segment. So, you all are listening to the Black Age and make sure that you go ahead and you leave a rating and a review. Um, so we know what y'all think about the show. Make sure that you 
you know, we have a lot of good. And I want to shout out the people who have been commenting on our social media posts. Um, we're starting to build yes. community over there. So let's continue to do that. Okay. Let's continue to do that. Um, Thank you. Conversation people. is important. So, you know, get in there. You're not going to agree with everybody down there, but get in there comments and like, let's see if we can all learn from each other. Mm-hmm. All right. You listen to the Black Age Agenda. We will be back after this. Dude. Welcome back to the Black Gay Agenda. Um, so today we're going to be talking about um, mental health, um, black mental health especially, because mm-hmm. that's what I care about. Uh, so whoever wants to start off, we don't have to necessarily go in order, but how has being gay affected your mental health and where are you at with it now? Whoever wants to be the brave one to start. I feel like for me, I'm finally coming to a place of understanding. Um, for a while, um, I looked at it as sometimes a, a punishment. Mm. Um, <clears throat> what, being gay? Yeah, it was a very long time ago. And so I finally became comfortable with being who I am. It felt like a like I was being punished, you know, I, good kid, good grades, respectful. But then it's just like this part of him, like, well, what is this? I feel like I used to feel just like, I'm trying to make sense of this. I'm trying to make, make it make sense. Like mm-hmm. I would in my head, you know, that one thing about me being gay would outweigh everything. Hmm. That makes sense. You know, it okay. makes sense. He's, yeah. a good, he's a good son. He's a good grandson. He's a good nephew. He's a good friend. Um, but, oh, he's gay. And I used to, oh, my, it used to just, that was my own. And, I, you know, I've said this in previous episodes with coming out. That was just me making my own scenarios. If you haven't, if you're not aware by now, I'm an overthinker, okay? I, I overthink the littlest things, and it just takes me into an emotional overdrive and it just drives me crazy. But yes, I was, I felt like it was a sin. If, you know, I felt like Mm -hmm. in a church, you know, um, especially with my grandparents being older, they would not accept me or, you know, anything to that matter. But now with the love and like I said, it's always been me, but with like the love and support of my friends and family, some family, it just, it makes sense to me now and I am who I am. And that's, that's all I can be. And that's all I will be till I die. I was going to ask you, did you think, so I'm glad you said, you said the buzzword, you said the S word, um, sin. Mm-hmm. Do you think that most of that mental, I guess, torment, did that come from church or did that come from family? It came from just what was, I don't want to say preach, but what was, uh, put in the atmosphere about gay people it's a sin it's wrong men and men are not supposed to be get, be together or engage in any type of sexual engagement it's supposed to be adam and eve you know but we're adam and and Steve, okay so that's kind of how it, it worked for me but my okay. therapist just constantly you know through therapy and a lot of work it's been helpful how did um and then you know you could and, and with this y'all whatever y'all want to talk about y'all can if y'all don't just say pass right um mm-hmm. with therapy though like 
how did that like how did you navigate that like really being able to embrace your sexuality you asking me first or? yeah so it kind of just like clicked because you know i told you i was eight i was in my late 20s when i came out and it kind of just like clicked with my therapist and she like she, at the time it was a she she said i can see the aha moment in your head and i remember taking a pause and saying you know i you know worried about my family my some of my friends that or what anybody would think of me right. being gay it didn't matter they don't pay my bills they don't wash my clothes. They don't grocery shop for me. Mm -hmm. They don't do any of that for me. I don't need validation from anyone, but, and I don't even need validation from the people in my circle and my close mm -hmm. family and my friends. I am writing the, my own book and I'm going by my own rules. So it was kind of like an aha moment, like and not, um, nobody doing shit for me, but I'm doing for myself. So if anybody want to, have any type of comment on who I'm fucking? I'm not fucking them. Let's get that clear. I ain't fucking you, so I shouldn't. It shouldn't matter who would I do. But at the end of the day, it's about me, and that's kind of like what I got from it. I was like, oh, I love that. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> I love Justin. Justin, I love it. You be like in here, like at the poetry club. You be like, just <laughs> <laughs> snapping. That's no, that's real. Um, would you say, and then we're gonna move to the next person. They can answer the question. Uh, would you say that even your relationships or potential relationships, right, have been more healthy once you become more comfortable within yourself? Oh no, I haven't had any healthy. Oh, <laughs> nothing healthy. Well, maybe they haven't done the work. I I always meet people at a weird phase. Either they're right. growing, learning, or want to be friends. I don't know. No, because the reason the reason why they listen, y'all. If y'all we we gonna listen. We gonna get we gonna get Ryan Lewis a man, okay? We gonna get him a man. Let's do a show. Um, <laughs> let's do it. I'm down for that. Let me Woo. be one of the people. Let's do the interview. Like we'll interview people. We can yes. do it on social media. Yeah, yes. we can do it from the Black Hair Agenda page. I would love it. Yeah, and we can interview them weekly, and like me, Justin, and because you know Alex. I got you, Ryan. They gonna be I, yeah. I mean, the three of us will interview. Well, listen, you got they got to be good because you know I'm a I'm a sucker. I like hard. That's my problem. I like really really hard. You're you what? What's your sign? Not too much, but no, I'm I not, <laughs> okay. It makes sense. Y'all are kind of like like what is it? What did you say? Like, we go on the date, and then like <laughs> if the date's going good, like halfway through the date, I'm like, oh yeah, we want to take these fucking uh, Christmas pictures. We gonna be <laughs> I'm ready. Like I, I meet somebody and I like yes. them really quick, and I'm just like, oh, very much that. My birthday. What are we doing for your birthday next year? Very much, very <laughs> much that. Like, what are we doing? And I, I gotta like, I'm trying to learn. At this big age, <laughs> you would think I would learn, you know. But no, I like really, really hard, hard, and I hate it. I hate that about myself. I'm the same way. Literally, I'm like that too. Yeah. Say, literally, we'll saying, go from like, a date. Ooh. To like me, literally planning like Instagram posts. Oh, when we post, woo, 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 we gonna be like love songs. And nine times out of ten, they don't give a fuck about <laughs> what I think or what I. They don't care about me. Don't let us say I had a good time too on a date. Mm -hmm. oh, That's God, what I'm saying. So much fun. It's a walking out from that date. You got the, <laughs> the, the music. That's my band, my band, okay. my band, my band, my band. Meanwhile, you every day. You said what, Justin? 
I said, I'm thinking about you every day. I want to talk to you every day. Yeah. Um, I'm planning out, okay, come over. Let's, let's have a movie night or let's do this. Let's, let's do something, you know, just to continue that, that spark mm. that we have. And don't yes. let sex be involved. Um, um, ooh. <laughs> ooh. That's why I, I suck at casual, um, casual sex. Listen. I have to stop that shit because I, I don't give a fuck what nobody say. I like everybody who I have sex with. Some way, shape, or form. I don't care. Like, I like you. Like, mm -hmm. you, you entered me, sir. <laughs> I like somebody, but when I feel like the energy's not, if it's not the it's same, mm. I will get a, I call them nothing holes. You can't just brush past that. Yeah. You can't, you can't just, you just can't. Um, what is a nothing hole, Ryan? Yeah. Nothing to me. They're just, I, just my little 15, 20 minutes of what I need. Oh, okay. I'll fuck buddy. That's not good. It's not, it's not, it's not worse it's than a fuck buddy. It's not. It is. I, I can fully <laughs> take accountability that that is not good. But when I like someone and I feel like the energy is not reciprocated because I feel like I should be having that same energy with that person. And if it's not, then I'm going to go find it somewhere else. So, and we all can, you know, I want us to like this. I love this because we, I love that we challenge each other's way of thinking sometimes. So I have a question, a little pushback, and then we're going to go to Justin or Zander for this uh, original statement. You're a nothing hoes, right? <laughs> what if they like you more than that? And Are you can, not doing the same thing? I, um, I like to have these conversations from the gate. Okay. Like, okay, okay this is what we're doing. You tell okay. them that they're a nothing hoes? I don't tell them that. I just tell them that it's just like, <laughs> you know, I come and get my my nut and I'm okay. on my way. Damn, you're a real nigga. Yeah. <laughs> Although I'm a lovable ass nigga, but I can I can react I can I can split personalities. I could be And a they're real cool nigga. with that? They're like, cool, that's you know, I don't want nothing more. But then mm -hmm. it gets to a point where it's like, you know, they're like, Oh, like you wanna hang out or something? I'm like, why? Oh, you know, so then you I'm be like, putting that thing on them. I do. Scorpio, I'm not even going to hold you. I do. And you I do. Really good. Like, I'm not even like, it's not even a flex, but, you know, and yeah. it just gets me into those weird situations. One cut just cut me off recently was like, I, you know, I don't want to keep doing this. You keep coming by on your lunch break and that's all I am. To, yeah. And it's nothing to you, and I kind of did like you, and I got blocked, and that respectfully, and I apologize before I he blocked me, but you know, I mean, he was a nothing hole, so it was yeah. nothing. So I don't know why he thought it would be something. Ooh, child. Damn, now I'm thinking, word. now you got me thinking right. Was I'm was I ever? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, uh, that hurts. And it's so horrible, hard. but it's just I have those nothing holes until I meet somebody that's like. Okay, this is what we're doing. This is let's be a consistent thing with each other. I don't this know. Be a nothing dick though. Be careful. And that's a nothing, nothing pole. Yeah. Okay. And that's another pole. There you I, go. Have, I know I have been, and that's okay. But they always come back. So because I never forget this one, this one boy. Like when I tell you, I fucked him down, and then like I actually kind of like the boy too, and then he was just like, he's like, hey, I gotta be up in the uh, in the morning. I said, and this is literally like right after I nutted, it. And he was like, hey, I got to be up in the morning. I was like, oh. Were you at his house? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, you, nah. He's like, you gotta go. Yeah, left, my boy. I was like, oh, I thought we was chilling. He's like, nah. Ooh. <laughs> I've never, I've never had a situation where I didn't know. Always, it's you always been reverse where they thought it was more. Oh, so you're, you're the, yeah, you're like the Ryan in the situations. Yeah, they always thought it was more. Mm. Yeah, mm-mm. if we're having sex, I'm sleeping over and I'm cuddling with you. Like, I'm, 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 I'm getting, I'm getting, this, you know, I feel like it should be mutual because, yeah, that's a whole different conversation. But I actually wanted to like slide my way in because it just, yeah. Um, I want to say being uh, gay, huh? No, go. You, you, you're gonna fix what I was about to say because okay. I didn't remember what the original question yeah. was. No. I, for me, I don't think it was like the gay part that was um like being gay, like truly was the was the, like the main um like trauma that that no let me rephrase my thoughts like being gay itself internally wasn't like the main that that caused me mental health um, problems. However, I feel like the ideals attached to homosexuality um, from a religious, social, um, and like. From a, even from a religious and social um, and societal standpoint, because like everywhere I was going, it was like I was hearing like something negative about me, my existence. And, and to me, I'm just like, I'm just existing. I'm just being here. I'm just being, I'm just living my life. But, you know, in different spaces, it's like a common theme with just gay people, you know? So for that, for, it, it caused me to like, to go down this like space of like self-hate. And that self-hate kind of went to like, insecurities and that insecurities kind of contribute to um lack of communication trust um <laughs> constant scarring of my heart so it kind of built like this concrete wall around my heart <laughs> so um and that so i said to say that like because of the ideals attached to homosexuality it kind of was like a domino effect to other things that that um changed who changed the perception of myself uh, it wasn't until like i came out Back into I came out when I was 18, but when I came out to my family, it was still like, bitch, I really don't know myself. But in 2020, during the pandemic, that's when I first got into therapy. Yep. So that time it was just like I was getting rid of the narrative of like therapy is for crazy people, but more so in the space of like, no, therapy is for people who want to heal and unlearn things and learn new ways to be a better version of themselves. Um, and from from therapy, I was able to understand why I was dating older men, understand mm. why I chose to be a certain way when it came to dating or how I perceived, how I looked at like my sexual encounters. And um, it ultimately led me to becoming more aware of my emotional state, becoming mm. more aware of my interactions when it comes to, to, to dating. And then also just like maybe become more aware of myself and how I navigate in the world, period. Because like I, re- I was realizing that I was like carrying all certain certain traumas, even in like workspaces or professional spaces, when I get told something and I'm triggered. So, um, but yeah, now it's more so just I'm not in therapy now. However, for my past therapy sessions um, and coaching sessions with a life coach, it allowed me to look at my life more objectively. And by me doing that, I've been able to. 
map out a life that I want for myself. Mm-hmm. And by me mapping out a, a, the life that I want for myself, it's going allow me to take certain steps of bettering myself and detaching certain things that wasn't contributing to to uh, my growth. I love that, Justin. You're a very self-aware young man. I love that. Um, so do you feel, though, um, so you say you're, no, you're not currently in therapy. Um, not at the moment, no. At, not at the moment. But are you comfortable in knowing, like, if stuff kind of starts flying off the rails, would you go back to therapy? Oh, it's actually, uh, that's a great question because I actually got an email the other day from this program I applied for to get some like therapy sessions from like um, free therapy, basically. Ooh, and yeah. they about to sign, they about to sign me to a therapist. Um, so I've been, I've been wanting to do therapy, but I wasn't working at one point, you know, I didn't have like proper insurance. So, you know, <laughs> costs and everything. Um, so I, I love therapy. However, it was, and I was going consistently. Um, but yeah, because even right now, it's like you'll think that you heal from certain things, but then mm-hmm. something will come up and you'll be like, oh shit, bitch, yep. you are not, baby, you are not healed. Let's triggers. back in. Yeah, so right now it's more so like newer things that are like present self are dealing with. Um, okay. Not was it present self, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. There are things that, like my, that I'm learning to distinguish that it's triggers from my inner child versus triggers from my present self. Like who I perceive mm-hmm. myself as now versus mm-hmm. like who who um, Justin was based off the perception of others. So mm-hmm. that's that's what's happening right now when it comes to like certain triggers. Cause I'm able to be aware of, I'm able to like analyze where it's coming from. I'm like, oh no baby, this is like, I know I'm courageous, I know I'm brave, but it's like, I'm feeling weak at this moment. But why are you feeling weak? It's because of that inner child who wasn't loved properly. Um, and who, who wasn't taught about constructive criticism would take things personally. Mm. So. so good. We're, this is beautiful. Xander? Um, yes. It definitely um, has affected me. Um, I mean, you know, murmuring, you know, Ryan and Justin, like, uh, especially the church part, you know, growing up in church. And it's kind of one of those things that it wasn't taught, but it was caught. Caught. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it was like, it wasn't nothing that specifically anybody said, but we knew what what it was. We knew the feeling. Um, you go to the barbershop, you hear the conversations all the time, and you know within yourself that it's you. Um, I was never uncomfortable, though, because I just felt like, but you know what? Maybe I should have been uncomfortable, but I wasn't because I felt like I was the deviant. I was the one that was out of line. So I am the different person. I am the difference. So I, ugh, I don't want to say you I were never uncomfortable it at barbershops. You know, a lot of people say he was uncomfortable. I was never uncomfortable, but I was uncomfortable inside. Um. I didn't feel like I fit in. Okay. I was comfortable not fitting in because I felt like I was different. Like I didn't feel like I was supposed to fit. Like I know I'm different. Like when I hear the conversation in my head, I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, they are the they are the standard. I am the difference. Right. So I'm different. Mm-hmm. So I guess I deserve it, right? Like to hear it cuz I'm different. I'm not I'm not normal. You know what I mean? That's what that's what it was constant to me. I always felt it, it was like there was something wrong with me. I was the problem. I was mm-hmm. the error. I was the glitch. Right. And so I think that saying that, like just saying that now, 
definitely is saying, telling me that that was something that was affecting me mentally because I felt like there was something wrong with me and I was always trying to compensate to fix it. Mm. Um, until I got to a point where I couldn't. Like, even with my relationship with my family, like my immediate family, I built walls. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and I've always been so super close to my mom and my sisters growing up. But once I got to be an adult and, you know, sexuality became real right because you know when you're a kid it's like you know it's something's going on but you ain't having sex and you ain't really in nobody's you know what i mean you're not really around so right. it's like not a thing you can kind of get around it because you ain't doing nothing experiencing anything exactly but then once um you get you know sex age and you start experiencing and exploring into your sexuality then that's when you start having to wait a minute now i gotta i gotta hide stuff i gotta you know, I got to sneak and I got to build a wall so that they're not asking me questions about my life in that area of my life. I had built up so such a wall where people were like, oh, yo, uh, you know, when they found out how old I was and, you know, still not being out. Your family never asked you, your mom don't ever ask you about grandkids. No, she, she knows better because I had already shut that conversation down years ago by saying I don't want kids. Like, who wants kids? Why do I want kids? That was a complete absolute fucking loop lie. I do want kids because I know I have a much to impart into a child from the person. But you do want I kids. Am. Yeah, I do. Okay. I still uh-huh. do. But I always lied and said that I didn't. I always lied and said that I didn't because I that was a way for me to like don't even ask me about it because you already know I don't. So that was one mm. thing on my mind that I didn't have to have that conversation about. So I used to do that all the time. So I blocked and it made our relationship estranged. Um, not a strange, like we weren't talking, but it made for a little friction. It was always something there. My mom like made up these scenarios and anytime anything will happen, she would be so hurt. And my sister would tell me, well, mom thinks you're upset where I'm like, about what? Like, I don't know. She was crying. I'm like, oh God, what is it? But then I thought about it like, I know what it is. We were so close and I built that wall as I got older until it was so high until it's like I'm on my own and I'm away from her out of her space and now I've built the wall plus I'm not in her space anymore and so now she don't even know what's going on with me you know what I mean and then I will go through something and I shut down I used to shut down because therapy is new for me I wasn't you know doing therapy and I applaud you all for doing it at your ages especially Justin with being doing it at your age I wasn't doing it then so at that time you know I was just dealing and my dealing was shutting down I was sleeping and being at home and not doing nothing and not going nowhere and, you know, praying and crying and doing all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't therapy that gave me my original, my first breakthrough with that. It was, it was me having to go through all that. And then like, um, finally just being like, look, it is what it is. I left church. I had to just leave it all. Cause it was causing me, like Ryan said, to self-harm, not physically, mm-hmm. but as far as like telling something's wrong with me, making me feel that I'm wrong and I need to fix and I need to work and I'm not worthy of being even where I was in church. I did so much. I did praise worship. I taught. I did everything. And I would slowly back down all that because I felt like I wasn't worthy to do it. And then I felt like not good enough. And then I started feeling like, well, who wants to be the most hated thing in the black community? Who wants to be the most hated thing in the world? Who wants to be the most hated thing? Nobody. I don't want to be this. So it was all of that. And I wish I had therapy at the time to like unpack it. But I had to have 
because I am still spiritual, I had to have uh, a spiritual moment at home by myself and, you know, in communion with spirit, you know, to be able to realize like, yo, I'm tripping. Like you don't like me or that I am bad, but I just had a connection moment with you. So you still there. So if you still there, fuck everybody else. So once I had that moment, that's when all of this started to unpack. I was literally having dreams recurring about the scenario of me coming out to my mom and my family until I did it. So it was it just happened slowly. And even now I'm still in that journey, right? Even with this, even with the with just the live that I got on one day talking to talking to Micah and Blake. And Blake said something and he was like, ooh, let me not spill people tea. And at that point I was like, fuck it. <laughs> you know, but um, I will say now though, now that I'm in therapy and I'm starting to like unpack a lot of those things, I can talk about it freely. Mm-hmm. And then I can also see like, was the behavior, was my behavior good? Because you can use that for other things that go on in your life with make with self-esteem issues and things like that, that makes you feel that way. So yes, it definitely affected me. I didn't realize how much it affected me at the time. Um, looking back, it was a huge hindrance to progression and me being me. Um, it, it stopped me from doing a lot of things I wanted to do. Like I've always wanted to sing. I've always wanted to be a singer. I've always wanted to do background. I always wanted to do a lot of stuff, but I limited myself because I was like, but what if they find out? Mm. Wow. So thank you for your honesty and your transparency. Yes. Yes. Um, Cause you know, let me stop. Um, before I go, shut up, <laughs> shut up. I just, just do what you're doing. <laughs> before I go, I just want to say, y'all, um, we are closing in on one thousand listens. Hey. Um, what? We're closing hey, in on one thousand listens as of rec- yes, we're closing on in on one thousand lis- listens. Hey. So keep rocking with us, y'all. Keep rocking with us, okay? Jeez. All right. Now that that's out the way, um, for me. 1,000%. I grew up um, in a house. Both of my parents were pastors, so that's one thing. So always around church. You know, church, 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 church. Church is life. Church is culture, right? Uh, gay is bad, right? Gay is bad. God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Like, all of this. Um, and then just seeing, like, passive-aggressive stuff, you know, growing up, like, ooh, he got sugar in his tank. Oh, he's a sissy. Like, st- stuff like that, right? And then growing up, you're like, oh, shit, I'm a sissy. <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's like, how am I going to figure this out? Um, and you're just going through, you know, being told that it's a sin, being told that um, you're going to go to hell, being told that you got to pray it away, um, being told that you need to fast for 40 days and, you know, like all of this shit is shit that I've done to try to get the gay out of me. You feel me? Like, oh, I got to fast. And then like, just like, damn, does God even love me? Because why would he do this to me? And then you start thinking there's something wrong with you. There's -hmm. something wrong with me. I'm the problem. I'm the issue because I can't, you know, whatever. Um, and then like even trying, cause I dated women even and like trying to navigate that I'm dating women. And I'm like, Okay, but I don't think this is what I want. 
right now. You feel me? And then it was just like, and then it's like, I'm the type of person I don't want to. Now, other people do it. We talked about this on the um, the Black Gay and Christian agenda. Um, make sure that if y'all haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that episode. Um, because we go into deeper into things that we're talking about today. <laughs> but like, there's other people who can play that game where they'll go and marry a woman and have a family and all of that. And to me, that's not fair to your kids and it's not fair mm-hmm. to her either. And I said, I never want to be that person. And, you know, I used to do shit like, you know, people would like comment on my posts, like hard eyes and, you know, flirt. And I would like go as far as like, deleting the shit i remember back when instagram used to um when instagram used to show your likes i would mm-hmm. make sure I didn't like anything because i didn't want to see somebody i didn't want somebody to see me liking a man who was half naked or liking a man who was doing that you feel me like all girl, the care, i spent so much time <laughs> hiding my true self that like it was it was it was a full time job, really. It became like a full time job, and then that right there is like draining mentally because it's like, oh my god, why can't I just be who I want to be? So then, it even affected like relationships. There's like niggas that I did, I know that I did like dirty, and it's not because I wanted to do them dirty either. It was just it just happened. You feel me? Because they liked mm-hmm. me, and I kind of liked them. But then I was like, you know what? I can't be open and out and because I'm afraid. It was a fear almost of like what people would say, what people would think, all this other shit. And then obviously the whole, I don't want to go to hell, right? This this hell that y'all keep saying, like, I don't want to go to hell. So it's whatever. So what did I do? It was strictly just addicted to sex because it's like no feelings attached to it. It's just like you're like self-medicating, literally just self-medicating. And then boom. Like, I've been on and off with therapy, but when I really started thinking about therapy and focusing on therapy was during the pandemic, because I've talked about this before. All we had to do was sit with ourselves, right? Work was done. You couldn't go outside because outside was closed. Like, you couldn't see your friends or you shouldn't have been seeing your friends. I see y'all, Atlanta. But, um, (laughs) you know, you, you were supposed to be in the house. So, like, all you had to do was just sit with yourself. So that was like, yo, I need to, like, go to therapy and, like, just working through therapy. And it was, like, eventually, fuck everybody else. You feel me? Fuck everybody else. It doesn't matter what other people think, what other people say. You got to live for yourself. And so many times we waste some, I wasted some, and I don't live with any regret because all of it, um, everything that we go through is to build us up. But sometimes I'm like, damn, I wasted so much time not doing what I really wanted to do because of what other people would say. I would say since going to therapy, since being like, fuck the opinions of everybody else, even if it is my father, even if it is, you know, whoever, like once I started doing that and once I chose Micah, I've been way more happy. Everybody said, oh my God, you look so happy these days. You're, um, and then like, it's more than just the gym, right? The Mm -hmm. gym is just a physical manifestation of what's going inside. Mm-hmm. and what's going on inside and i'm happy now i'm healthy i'm not completely whole right but i'm becoming more whole because i don't think you're ever fully whole it's a mm-hmm. lifelong journey mm-hmm. um but like i love myself and for the first time in my big big years like i can say like i truly love myself as my true authentic self but that wouldn't have happened without therapy and that wouldn't have happened if 
you like you can go to therapy. A lot of people go to therapy and bullshit through it. Like you have to be willing to do the work. And now even when I'm interacting with like whether it's a romantic interest, because usually I would like find the little smallest things and spaz the fuck out on a nigga, right? To push them away because I can't have you close in because if I bring you too close in, we gotta make this shit real. And then yeah. we make it real, then people are gonna mm. judge me, right? So now when I see myself going to that place and then like those little disputes, like I had a dispute this morning, then like literally like 20 minutes later after I like saw it a little bit and thought about it, I'm like, yo, you tripping, bro. <laughs> and I texted him and I was like, yo, my bad. Let's rewind. Let's start that over. Right. So it's about self-awareness. A lot of people don't have self-awareness. So yeah, long story short, I think that um, mostly for the most part, and then obviously there, I have issues with my father. That was a big part about my mental health. What's that sound? Oh, there was my AC coming on. Is oh, it loud? Yeah, it was kind of loud. Um, but yeah, there's some issues with my father that I'm still trying to unpack and freaking deconstruct and all of that shit, right? Because that's a real thing. But most of it had to do with just like my sexuality, coming to terms with my sexuality. So I think, um, yeah, I think they're tied together. Man, all right, y'all. We we in here spilling our tea. It's a beautiful mm -hmm. thing. It's a beautiful thing. All right, so uh, let's talk about drug culture and mental health. As we know, um, within the Black gay community, something that's on the rise is the use of drugs, and especially like party drugs. You know, they out here popping pills and listen. The girls is doing meth. Big okay? drugs. Big big drugs. Like, like they're doing meth. Like, I remember this boy was like, do you party? I'm like, you know, I go out a little one-two for the one-two yeah. every once in a while. No, I swear. <laughs> you know, every once in a while I go up north or whatever. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 like, party with the capital T. I was like, what's that? He was like, Tina. Tina. Like, Tina. <laughs> Lawson, only Tina I know is Tina Turner and Tina Lawson. Okay? <laughs> Lawson. <laughs> and they like, no, meth. I said, meth? Because I thought meth, no shade, I thought meth was for white people. Right? Uh, so, mm. I thought it was for um, Palm Color Patrick and Palm Color Patricia. But clearly, <laughs> it's more than them. <laughs> Over the last few years, I've learned that that, that is really big mm -hmm. in our community. Mm -hmm. Especially yeah, because... with sex, right? Yeah, that's mm -hmm. what I was told. Mm -hmm. Especially and with it... sex. So... It's supposed to, listen, it's supposed to heighten the sexual experience. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them are, and so like I told you before, for me personally, the way I was self-medicating was for the longest time was through sex, right? So instead of feeling what you feel is, you know what, I'm just going to like go fuck on something or have somebody mm -hmm. come fuck on me. So they're doing that and using drugs and then that's why we're saying like young 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 men um dying at an early age uh, mm. and then also before i get y'all thoughts we also have to factor in sex work because that is a real thing um black people obviously a lot of black people are you know in poverty below the poverty line or whatnot and sex work is a part especially in our culture where you know people who are gay are kicked out of their um 
homes at an early age, and then you have sometimes these older gays who quote unquote father them or quote unquote mentor them, and then they introduce them into sex work. Like that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother time, but that's something that's actually actively happening. And then you just have these kids who, because that's what they are, they're very young, 20 year old, 21, 22, 23, they're doing their OnlyFans, they're doing, you know, rent men, blase, blase, and then they're being offered drugs. And then when they're partying with their friends, when they're not, even when they're not doing sex work, well, I've gotten used to this because my sponsor, he gives me Coke. My sponsor gives me meth. My sponsor gives me this. So when I'm with my friends, hey, you want to do Coke with me? Like, all, you want to do meth with me? And it's like, we're crashing out. Do y'all do, do y'all see this? I feel like the, um, the, the drug epidemic is, is, is vast, even beyond the LGBTQ plus community. Mm -hmm. um, however, I do feel like, you know, um, the use of drugs have enhanced. Um, even the studies have shown, like, because alcohol is a drug as well. Mm -hmm. um, since the pandemic started, like, the, the, the use of alcohol has increased immensely. And it's kind of, it's even surpassed the time during, um, I believe it was the World War One. So it was a time period when everybody was drinking. The now prohibition? Was, yes, yes. So, like, literally, like, when everything was motherfucking legal, like, everything. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I do feel like um, in our community, people want heightened experiences because people are so used to of getting a short end of the stick, right? So if you're going through life with all these struggles, all these traumas and tribulations, like, all these traumas and all these trials and tribulations, you're going to want something more for yourself and people may look at more for themselves as something as a dopamine enhancement so mm -hmm. they, want, they go into these spaces like okay like let me let me consume this drug because i know that this is going to take away my problems for the night and i can do that tomorrow and i can take this drug tomorrow because i can just it can get rid of my problems right now I, I, again but i think where the problem lies is the long-term effects that these drugs have on people you know addiction the the the, the um you know the decline in health decline in, in both physical health, mental health, emotional health. Like the people, people don't understand that the severity um, of the drugs that they're taking in the first place. You know what I mean? And um, and I feel like now we're in a space of where society make the drugs pretty. You know, giving certain names, giving certain colors to the drugs. Where it's like, ooh, this 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 seems more susceptible. Like, I'm, Hello I'm, Kitty. I'm like you know what I mean? You know, even like the Tina, like these different terms that kind of make it more exciting and it's like baby you just you just motherfucking rapping that shit in the bow ain't ain't it's the yeah. same thing but tina sounds more sexy than yeah yes you know so um and also oftentimes too like a lot of people suffer from um the um opioid crisis and like the mm -hmm. the pill the pill epidemic because when people when people can't get um uh, once they tolerance grow from like the overuses of um of opioids, the next, the the most, the thing that they would do next is uh, crystal meth because crystal meth is much more accessible. It's easier to make and it's cheaper. So like people are, and they get in like either the similar high, even a better high. But the thing mm. is, it's worse effects. So I guess I say that to say, um, the drug epidemic in just in America and just within our community is, is bad. And I feel like People need to do the real work and people need to stop, you know, masking and um, trying to try to jump over over their problems. Whereas, you know, like we're just speaking of 
before where they can replace that with other things that can provide them dopamine and proper healing. Like the gym, y'all. Get your ass in the gym. Such a rush that comes from going in there and getting your blood flowing, lifting. Like, yeah, some days you might be sore and you might need to have, you know, put a pack of frozen chicken fried rice on the back of your neck when you you do too much in the gym. But at the end of the day, I'd rather have that than to wind up in the hospital with tube down my throat because I got to, like, be on detox. And that's easy to happen. Um, and I'll go down to you, Alex. Um, but I will share something that, um, and I never did it again. It was like two years ago. I popped this pill, right? And the dude was like, oh, this is just, this is, it's X. We're going to go out. We went to the park. We went to the casino or whatever. He's like, pop a pill. It ended up not being the way he told me it was. Oh. Oh, my God. So he and drugged you. It was a psychedelic. Oh, but I the, the doctors think it was LSD. Okay, yeah, now, I didn't know that it was a psychedelic. You know, I thought we were just popping an X, right? Until I started seeing, I was in the hospital for two days. Oh wow! wow. Because I was out of my fucking mind, y'all. Like. Like when I tell you some of everything, like some of everything, I was at one point I was in Iraq. Yeah, shit, you had all that shit in your head already. That was that was acid for sure. That was acid. That was LSD for sure. So I was in Iraq at one point. Um, at one point, like I'm in the hospital, and then I see like <laughs> they're filming a reality TV show. <laughs> <laughs> You were in it? Were you a part of the show? Yes. Jesus. <laughs> um, I'm too Blake scary came to see me. My friend Blake came to see me. And like I, a lot of my friends had come to see me. I thought I was in hell, y'all. Back to that. Boom. Back to the whole, you know, that um when we deal with when we don't deal with shit, right? Because this is really before my therapy journey. And mm. you and that was already in my head that hey, I'm going to hell. So like for some reason, I thought I was dead and I was in hell. Oh, so wow. I told so all this shit's happened to me, and I'm thinking I'm in hell. I told Blake, I'm like I'm in hell. He said, "Bitch, I'm not in hell." <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's stupid. Um, like there was so much. Like one of my friends, um, Bree and Chloe, they came to visit me, and then I was like, "Let me see your phone," because I, in my highness, like I locked myself out of my phone, right? So I asked them, like, let me see your phone. And they gave me the phone, and I went to It's Mike B, and I'm looking in my comments, right, <laughs> in my comment section, because I think I'm dead. And then I got so angry. I'm like, what the fuck? And they're like, what? I'm like, nobody's saying rest in peace. Nobody's saying we miss you. Boom, oh, boom, my boom, God. Boom, 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 boom. That's scary. That's super scary. It was the scariest thing. And after that, I was like, nothing. from Like, I don't need none of that. Um... My God! Like I would eat an edible from time to time, like that. That's but like, because yeah. I didn't know because you can't yeah. trust. You can't trust. People. You cannot trust. People, people can say it's one thing, and it could be something you know something completely completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's easy. So like I tell people, just like be careful out here. You also have people out here lacing stuff with fentanyl. People overdosing. Mm-hmm. There was a young man out here in Chicago. 
uh, not too long ago. I don't know if he's from here, but um, he was like 25, 26, died of mm. an overdose. That's not a lot of that. Like, I have, like, people, friends of mine, they're a little younger, and they have, like, a younger group of friends, and they know at least three or four people that that's happened to with, with, the, with the pills and stuff like that. That shit is scary. I was always afraid. I've never tried anything. It took me until I was, like, 35 to even try THC. So I was super scary. So I, yeah. Yeah. But thank yeah. you for sharing me more. You said what? Thank you for reinforcing the fear. Yeah, yeah, man. Sure not, I will it, never it, try it. Yeah. Definitely drugs not worth it. Scary is, like I said, scary. Y'all can keep like, drugs. It was out of body. But I think, too, because, you know, now I will say, because there's people who do psychedelics for like health reasons and if it's monitored and managed properly it's different but when you don't know that that's happening because when they tell people who do psychedelics because they're like there's people who do like in the medical field right mm -hmm. um but it's supposed to be done like in a controlled environment yeah mm -hmm. but if you're out and about and you don't know this is what's happening and then it just hits you boy yeah, and um, before the next person speak, I wanted to like add to that because I actually um, did um, psilocybin, which is um, the magic mushroom, so shrooms. Okay. And um, before I did it, um, well, I did it before, like I want to say two years ago. It was like an edible, and I um, took some time off of it. Had a great experience, but then I actually started like doing research on like shrooms and like you know the um, the medical. Um, advancements and the 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 things that you can get from like intaking uh -huh. it and i was watching doc different documentaries and everything and i even wrote a paper on it but um i started like microdosing, meaning that like taking shrooms in a small dosage where like it'll help me with like um creativity it'll help me um with writing it'll help me um able to like reflect on like things that that are like bothering me it just it just contribute a ultimate like positive experience for me so like I just wanted to like add on to that like yeah I, I wanted to agree with you because I wanted to like just shine light on that because you know microdosing is something different than versus like taking a freaking like like LSD which is a higher grade of mm -hmm. shrooms and that's like because it's pure acid so like mm -hmm. that right there is insane so insane. Um, it's, so yeah there's benefits yeah okay no that's true because I know that people do shroom tea and stuff as well. Mm. Yeah, the shroom. So I only could speak for that. And all that other stuff. Mm -mm. Um, mm -mm. <laughs> but you can't like certain stuff, y'all. You don't microdose like coke and crack, okay? We can microdose. Uh, you gonna give me some heroin, right? But right, not, uh -uh. Yeah, like, so like THC, like edibles. I kind of use that as. In replacement, because it comes like I'm supposed to take just from like military shit. I'm supposed to take like a bunch of fucking pills for like my anxiety, right? PTSD. I don't like taking that stuff because it's like worse. Yeah, it changes you. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I like will use edibles in place. So I get that. So like there are benefits, but I think anything that you use, anything that you abuse, that's when you really like. If you need mm -hmm. to like, if you have your moment, your Sheree moment, we like, whew, today drained me. Right, and you want to get a drink, a bottle of wine, a, a glass of wine, got you. But if you're coming home every night and like 
drinking a bottle of wine or two bottles of wine like you're Olivia Pope, <laughs> you might need to like, you know, hey, is this okay? <laughs> she has a big ass wine glasses. Those whole, those are one bottle wine glasses. You can pour the whole. I bottle show y'all mine, but. I'm like, girl, are you okay? Yeah. I'm just, so we're talking about some drugs. Anybody else um, have anything to say about that? Okay. All right, so another thing. This is good, y'all. This is therapeutic. therapeutic. This is. Um, another thing I want to bring up now. Um, do you think we, in our community, I have a theory, okay? I don't know who I told this week that I had a theory that I was going to share, um, but I have a theory. Um, I think that a lot of people mm, within our community are fucking mentally <laughs> ill and they're unwell. When I, and I have a saying that people know me for, I always say you're unwell. And I get on Twitter all day, every day, and I see a bunch of unwell people. People who get on without any pro- provocation and say, I could never date a man with HIV. <laughs> right? <laughs> People who get online and they go to the Beyonce Renaissance tour and instead of enjoying the time, they start fucking recording people's outfits and then making videos about how their outfit didn't hit. Right. Um, When I see people just get online and just be mean and nasty and just disgusting. And my theory is these people have unhealed trauma. Rejection, abandonment issues, they're not happy with themselves. And then a lot of them sit there, like the people who always flex, like, ooh, these Gucci shoes cost $800. Ooh, this belt cost $300. Ooh, I'm this, I'm that. Look at me, look at me, look at me, right? They're mentally unwell. They're mentally un, and I know that this isn't an issue with just black gay men. This is an issue across the board. So before somebody says, "Oh, this is an issue that everybody has," it is. But this show is called the Black Gay Agenda. It's not Period. called the Black Everybody Agenda. See that again? My people. Um, because we know that black men in general, right, don't go to therapy as much as black women do. We know that. Then we know that black people in general don't go to therapy as much as white people. Obviously, there's reasons for that. Pray about it. Oh, you know, sometimes it's lack of resources and then sometimes you better just pray. You just better pray. Sometimes, Grandma, it's not enough. (laughs) I've I've said those words, too. (laughs) But do you guys see that? There's just a lot of mentally unstable people out here. Mm hmm. Yeah, so I take back when I was saying um, get rid of people Um, because I think they were just being mentally unstable. So let's not get rid of them. Let's enroll them in therapy. Yeah, Mm -hmm. especially the mean girls. Most of the mean girls need therapy. Mm -hmm. I want to say get rid of them, but we can put them in therapy first and see what happens. Mm -hmm. No, they're past it. Get rid of them. <laughs> Just get rid of them is very. <laughs> I feel like it's gonna be a thing. It's gonna be a thing with the show. It's gonna put in parentheses. Get rid of them. Get rid of them. Because <laughs> I want to see us heal. Same. I would love it. Like, why yeah. would you like that? Really bothered me when I saw that video of somebody filming people's quote unquote bad outfits at Renaissance. Like, 
this that literally contradicts everything that Renaissance is about. It's about literally, literally. It's, it's liberating. It's freedom. It's yeah. Queerness. It's You're black, right? And to have your own, you know, record. That's a that's a self esteem killer. That is mm-hmm. like I can only imagine. Like I'm very self conscious, especially yeah. with me, like losing over 190 pounds. Like I could only imagine. Like that would that. Oh my god, I couldn't. Like it's like they bullied that boy for his boots, his furry boots, his furry hot ass boots. They did. Like when I wear those furry ass boots, and I would not. No, never. But that was his outfit. Are there yeah. videos? Are there outfits? Listen, I've seen people out here at Renaissance looking a whole entire fool. Yeah, like in trash can, some of them. I kept scrolling. That easy. That's I it. I kept scrolling. I didn't say, ooh, let me quote tweet this and say that they look like right. Oscar the Grouch. First of all, quote retweeting is very aggressive sometimes. It comes off as aggressive sometimes. <laughs> It comes off as I'm talking about you to your face, motherfucker. Yeah, it's like yeah. something about it, like it's very aggressive. And I have a mutual that it feels aggressive sometimes. I'll have to tell you off screen. But it's like, I know it doesn't come off that way, but it's like. Do I know them? You do. What's, it's I literally if we were sitting right here and I'd be like, I'd be like, hey, why? look at this motherfucker with this hat on. It's stupid. Everybody, come look at this motherfucker. While he's sitting here yes. listening and watching me say it. Yes. Really yes. Yeah. And I can say that, but I've quote retweet with just like dumb statements with my mm-hmm. Michelle Williams gift. Like, what? <laughs> like, I don't know. It's aggressive, but some people, they just need to just keep scrolling. Yeah. Keep scrolling. I'm, I'm, I'm and honestly, with, with Twitter... I, I I commend y'all being on Twitter. Twitter is just not that app for me. I feel like I'm too nice and too and too kind for that app. I feel like it's just okay. it's just it's just too much sometimes. Like I, I agree with y'all. Like I feel like it's very <laughs> in your face. And you know, I just rather not stand in the heat. I just go sit in the cool shade. Listen, Twitter is unreal. I've had like every probably like once or twice I got a, I get a tweet that like blows up on Twitter every month now. And usually when it happens the quote tweets. I don't read them. I usually so when I when I start getting like once my phone starts blowing up, I'm like, oh shit, this is about to do something. I think the last one I did was a Kiki. It might have been Kiki Palmer, I think. Um, I can't remember, but it was something about like black protecting black women. People hate when I do that, right? Oh, it was about oh girl, um, uh, uh Carly Smollett, and <laughs> it was about her, and I was like, even. I said it was something along the lines of like, yes, even if she did lie, this is before we knew that she like was looking up taking and all the other shit. But I was like, even if she did lie, don't use this to invalidate black women because at the right. same because most of the yes. people y'all right. don't believe black women to begin with. At all. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't protect mm-hmm. black women to begin with. So this is like right. you see, this is why we can't believe black women. Like, mm-hmm. nah, y'all y'all didn't believe it anyways. But it was along the lines of that. <clears throat> I got called all types of simps. I get called that all the time. I was called, I get called all types of oh, that's why because you're somebody so it's like you're a pillow biter, which I love that. That is actually really um a pillow biter? A pillow biter. Oh actually, yes, yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't bite the pillow, I bury my face in the pillow, okay? There you go. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, Pull the sheets real hard. <laughs> 
<laughs> but, but yeah, it was like, but like they say all that stuff, like, oh, you're only saying this because you're gay. What? No, I protect black women because and believe black women because that's what we're supposed that's to do. That's what we're supposed to do. Come on now. It's not and tied I, to my sexuality. Yes. It's because they so used to being nothing as niggas so much mm-hmm. that when somebody isn't, the only excuse could be because you're gay, because we don't have we don't deal with women on a level that they do. But mm-hmm. you're you're doing something. People don't like to take accountability. My yes. advice is turn your notifications off. Mm-hmm. Immediately mute it. Mute it. When and mute I, the post. I mute it because you know sometimes I go viral for the most random things, and I just I mute it immediately. When I see more notifications, I'm like, oh, let me mute it. Cause they're mean. Oh, you they are yeah. mean. It's like I don't know how y'all do that. I wouldn't be oh able my to. Gosh. I, to I read literally tweeted it was about a song, and I said, "Oh my God, if I'm uh, Beyonce's find your find your way back is a gospel song." And I looked. I was like, I had kept it going, kept it going, and it was like, "Oh, now you like the gift." And I was like, first of all, like it's just like random, like little mean shit, like. Oh, now y'all like just say you don't like the song or just say just keep it pushing. Right, right. it's definitely a prodigal son story though. Uh-huh. Hey, like you can, <laughs> like disagree like oh I don't like water which I'm judging but like keep scrolling. Yeah, that's right. weird though. People who don't drink water, yeah. um, they need to go to therapy. Yeah, very much battery acid pee. <laughs> For real. Sukiana P. Go, Justin. I want to make a comment real quick because while I was on this topic about the Carly girl, you said Carly Smollett. But um, just a quick thing because I do feel like I agree with you on the statement you made where just because she lied, we can't invalidate black women. We can't use that to invalidate black women, period. First of all, this is me. I don't believe in like belittling black people on the internet, period, because we're all one. Um, and two, the, the bigger picture here is, girl, like just in Florida, they just passed a legislation where the middle school students are being taught that like people, middle school students are being taught that um, like the slaves benefited from slavery. Yes. So it's like people over here are so like, and it's like, why the fuck everybody making this a big deal about this girl lying? Everybody lies. We got lied throughout history for a long time. And it's like stuff like this is happening modern day in Florida with the legislation. Mm-hmm. So like when it comes to stuff like this, I don't want to pay attention no more because it's like it'll be used as a way of like to destroy black people. Like prop, I feel like it's a it's a it's a method what they do for propaganda to allow us to come together. But as soon as something happens, it's like attack each other. We blow it up though. Yeah, like, I agree, but I disagree too because some niggas need to be held accountable for their shit. So like the whole like. I don't know. I agree, but I don't. I I disagree too. I understand what he's saying, though. It's almost. I wish. So I agree with Justin for the matter of. I wish that we were able to handle some of our issues in house and not have it be. But how do you? It's not. It's not. You can't do it. I know. I'm saying it's not. You can't. There's no way to. But we have so much shit going on. It's like, girl, why? Yeah, that I agree with. Cover it so can't nobody see it. You know what I'm saying? Yes, we could. But at the same time, we can't just brush past shit just because somebody's black. Because that's on the other side of the thing. We try to do that too. And like niggas is out here saying free thugger, free wifing. Who is Melly Molly? I'm old, y'all. Uh. And it's like, why do we want people free 
I always say that. Even with people I know in my hometown or like that I know on Facebook, freedom. No, do not freedom because yeah. they're murderers. Let like, them stay. Out here, right? G Herbal just did the thing. He here from Chicago or whatever. And he like he stole a bunch of people's money, right? But he was scamming. Oh. Huh? He was a scam. He was scamming, apparently. He was scamming, and people were like, oh, free money. Like he's one, he's not even locked up yet. But people were like, free my nigga, free my nigga. Like, no, if he's if he did it. He did it. And then we do, well, white people do it too. Okay. That don't mean like, so I, I get what you're saying though. I feel like, like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and be like, she don't deserve the jokes. But as far as like people saying she deserves jail, um, I don't believe she deserves I don't believe she deserves that. Hell no. Not, Maybe not she should, you know, fine because like, and then pay them people back who donated all that money to find her because yeah. that shit I mean, she didn't break any laws she didn't yeah. have somebody come look for her I mean, exactly he just went away exactly um, and as an adult i guess you can't do that but go away but well it was the false report that got her in trouble the false report that yeah, she made or somebody else made that she, she made, made she, she made the police <laughs> said that she saw a little baby on the side of the road she could have oh, been that off part of, that yeah, part she could have been she off the mushrooms herself right i was gonna say she, she was probably saw that baby okay <laughs> all right y'all so before we go to break self-care let's talk about self-care um do y'all believe in it and do you practice it because a lot of us believe in it but we don't practice it and um <laughs> What are y'all doing for self-care? Because I believe self-care is very important. Oh, definitely. definitely. I um I asked this question to the artists on Ryan Out Loud, you know, with being yeah. an independent artist. I asked my guests, like, what do you do for self-care? Because being an independent artist, you're always, or creative, is you're always on the go, always on the move. And I remember my last interview I just did, I had to think about what self-care was for me because recently like i found myself everything has been mixed you know podcasts recording work overall um i'm always at events and then i'm hosting events and i'm networking and then attempting trying to date and then at the beginning of the you know i was i threw my mom a surprise uh retirement party it was just a lot of things so i had to put everyone everything i was like okay ryan what are you doing for self-care for yourself. And now I'm actually refocusing and replanning that because I can't tell you because my days are always scattered, but what a self-care day look like is just absolutely unplugging. Mm. Laying down, yes, I might be on social, you know, on Twitter or on the Instagram stories, but it's a self-care for, day for me is cooking my favorite meal, um, listening to music, just absolutely catching up on shows, just absolutely spending time alone, being okay with spending time alone with myself. I love that. And I love that you brought up the social media piece because some people think that, oh, you didn't message me back, you didn't text me back, and but you just made a tweet, or you just made a reel, you posted a reel, or I saw you in the neighborhood talk. Comments. That's the easiest way to get you blocked. <laughs> right. Me, please. I'll respond when I want. Right. Now, I won't say that, but I will would take note of the importance that I hold in your life. I definitely would. Wait, 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 wait. I love you know I love y'all, but uh the group chat be going, okay? Oh, I we just, know we already know you're not gonna be in the group uh, chat. I'll pop in when I need to, when I you know say my piece and you know, but they give me group chats give me anxiety 
a lot. And then one day I looked at my phone and I had 127 messages and it was from our group. <laughs> like I That's said, you man, I take notes. And I did because I was in meetings that day and I looked and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I want to circle back to what you just said, um, Xander. Yeah. So I'm you're saying notes. if somebody tells you that they not... Wait, what? I'm taking notes. I didn't say I was going to do anything. I'm taking, taking note. note of what? I'm taking note. If oh, I'm what? reaching out, if I'm reaching out or whatever and you ignore me or leave me on red or whatever that is, but you, you know, tussling in comments and doing all that stuff, I'm taking note. Why? Because energy will be reciprocated. But they don't owe you like. I know sometimes I just be forgetting. I forget. They don't owe. Boom. But I say that too. I say that too. When I the next time I talk to you, oh shit, I didn't even see your message. I saw it and didn't respond because okay, fine. But if if we communicating and I communicate with you and then you just leave me a red, I'm not saying immediately I'm like, oh, this is, but you're not the only person they have to communicate with. And Absolutely. I think people don't understand that. Not saying you, but I think a lot of people don't understand that. Like people people, and I'm not just even talking like in a relationship, right? I'm talking mm-hmm. about in general. People think like Oh, they didn't answer my text. It's like you're one of many texts. Text- you're also one of many, and they text you. So, like, I feel like reciprocate. Alice, Alice is big on reciprocation, baby. Yeah, where do y'all stand with that? Before we go, do y'all agree with that? I mean, I I feel like I, I agree to it. I agree with Alex, but also like I don't agree because I feel like everyone has their own things that they're going through. Period. Right. So like Absolutely. the fact that like because just because like you text me doesn't mean that you're not important to like and I didn't respond that doesn't mean that you're less important to me that doesn't mean that I'm, I'm ignoring you however like that time I may be just not want to text anyone but still want to spend time myself and show myself love by still being able to like go on my platform and do whatever I want to do and live my life still while also being able to like separate certain things yeah you know like, so, social media could be uh, some people's self care honestly. Where- where a text message thread, and I'm not saying with you specifically, Alex, but I'm saying like there's certain people, like family members sometimes, who I know that I don't have the capacity for this conversation because every Mm-mm. time you text me, you're either asking me for money, you're bringing up drama, and if I'm mm-hmm. having like this weekend has been tough with everything <laughs> going on with my work situation, so like if certain members of my family was to text me today, I would not respond to them. I wouldn't. Oh. Mm-hmm. But they're going to see me on social media. That doesn't right. mean I love you any less. It just means that I don't have the capacity. L- listen, let me tell you, the backlash I'm getting right now is there's a lot of people I forgot and family and friends for my mo- my mom's friends for some for her surprise retirement party, right? And I'm I'm I like I feel bad a lot, but at this point I was like, look, I kept it simple. Mm-hmm. To, the, to the people that are important to her and in her life actively, not somebody that you knew 20 years ago, not somebody she just met six months ago, important people. And I keep getting, and there's some people that I forgot from like 20 years ago or, you know, 10 years ago. And I was like, charge it. I always say my thing is charge it to my heart, my, not my heart. My head, head. my head, charge to my yeah. head, not my heart. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it just, cause I'm like, and I'm gonna still keep posting. And people have called me, left me three minute voice, uh, Voicemails. Uh, 
I, I don't have the capacity. I did it. It wasn't about them. It wasn't about anybody. I wanted to celebrate my mom. That's all. Exactly. That was the and that's the that's the point there. Right. And I'm just <laughs> saying also when I when it's gonna be a, when when it's not about you, when you text me, you also are not gonna get a response. And that's I'm not saying I'm actively going to be like tit for tat, but what I'm saying is I'm taking that sounds like tit for tat. Alex. No, it's no, 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 no. It sounds like reprioritization, right? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. If I am not, if I no, because I'm being because I hate the my biggest pet peeve in the world and all these people on social media and everybody in my life and my friends probably gonna hear this and laugh because they know that I say this. Don't you dare give me energy, and when I respond the way that I respond. I'm the bad guy. No, you're getting my response. And if you ignore me, or if I'm if I'm hitting you up about something, whatever it is, and you're in my life. Now, people that I'm just getting to know, whatever, move on with our life, we'll get back whatever. But if you're in my life, we close, and I say something to you, and you don't respond to me, and then I see you doing other things, I won't, like, I'm not that, like, petty about it. I'll see it and be like, okay, whatever, they didn't respond. But if I'm doing something, I'm no longer going to prioritize your message because you didn't prioritize me. Hmm. So if you, if I was quick to respond to you, if I'm quick fire with you and I say something to you, but it's a different topic, but that's how I feel. And that's how I I feel. (laughs) That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to receive self-care. Energy, and that's and that's my self care, right? And that's self care, baby. That's my self care. Amen. We'll leave it there. Um, Amen. Who's next? I'll jump in. Um, I try to tend to. I try to um (laughs) because I'm like a busy body, and which I'm learning that like, baby, you need to sit down. Mm -hmm. However, I do try to um, implement self care. At the beginning of my day each day so like for example when i first wake up i like to do prayer write down in my gratitude journal and i like to like spend the first hour to two hours away from my phone so yes. like that that like tends like me getting getting myself together spending time with god spending time with my ancestors and just really listening to like words of affirmations it goes from like words of affirmations to like music that makes me happy that are like affirming music and other things that i do as well i love to cook i feel like cooking is very therapeutic it's a very good love language. I love trying new dishes. Um, meditating, meditating in the park, going on hikes, going to dance parties, um, and spending time with loved ones, like and really being a, there and present with them. So, those are a few things that I do. Who's that? So, other than retaliating, I like to. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, for me, I love like, um, I don't know, this, uh, this makes me feel so old. It makes, it makes, it makes me think about my mom, but not understand her. Um, when I'm like really in my, in my self-care, like deep self-care bag, I love to clean my house, like put on some music and get in mold. And when I, hmm? What are you playing? What's the playlist? What's your cleaning playlist? Oh God, it depends. It could be gospel sometimes. Sometimes it is, um, I have this, um, I'm an R&B head, uh, so I have like an R&B playlist. I have this one uh, with like old school stuff. I love Aretha Franklin and and people like that. But then I also have like the new school girls, R&B though, like Summer Walker, my Janae Aiko, I love that girl. Like those people. So I have, 
that type of playlist because it's relaxing. It makes yes. me feel good. And I just get in the clean. And I I mean, when I say that, that bag, when I be in that bag, I'm talking about walls getting washed. I'm scrubbing baseboards. I'm talking about I'm Ooh, doing like heavy. Yeah, I'm doing like the real stuff. Like I'm ready, more, I'm ready to flip around the house. I'm throwing away clothes. I'm going to closets. That's when I get real heavy. And I know it probably mm. took me more. I'll get lost in that and it'll be hours. And I'm like, I ain't did nothing else. We just cleaned up. Um, but other light stuff too, like I make sure I do a weekly clay mask and I do it, I try to do it every week. And it is just time with me in my face. I'm looking in the mirror, I'm in my face. I could be talking to myself, I could be praying, I could be thinking about what I'm doing in my life. I do that. Um, my walk, those walks, man, I had the most. Uh, amazing experience. It was so small, and sometimes I, I get nervous about um, telling people my little moments because people be like, "Okay." But um, I saw a bird. I saw you know those little common little birds, those little finches. Some of them are finches, and some of them are another bird. I forgot what they call. But those little little birds with the little black markings on them that's flying all around there outside. I saw one of those birds chasing a moth. I had never seen those birds eat anything like that in my life. Like, I always see them picking up off the ground and eating seeds or eating, like, grass, whatever's in the grass. But he was literally in flight chasing a moth that was, like, buzzing around. And he was, you know how hummingbirds kind of fly upright with the wings behind them and they're going like this? This bird was, like, clumsy, like, trying to catch this moth. And I just, as I'm walking, I watched it, like, oh, okay. Thank you, God. That was cute. Uh, it was like a wave. From, like, it made me feel like I was a part of the world. Like, you know what I mean? Right. It was like a nod, like, what up? I see it. You know what I'm saying? So things like that, really, I'm nature really, really is big. Like, I'm really like, yeah, I feel attached <laughs> to nature when I do that walk. So I love doing that walk because, yeah, that's self-care for me. I love that. Love that. I love yes. that. Okay, my self-care, let's see. So when I wake up, much like Justin, before I do anything, I have like a good hour of time. Well, first of all, when my alarm goes off, my alarm goes off at six um, daily. Alexa does her thing. She plays me in my R&B playlist to start off with. Um, and then after like, probably like, you know, I let two good songs, two or three good songs play, and I tell her to stop. I'll be like, Alexa, shut up. I'll be yelling at Alexa. Uh... <laughs> So I'll be telling her to stop or whatever. She stops, gives me the weather, and then I literally sit in silence for like a good 15, 20 minutes. Just silence. Don't pick up my phone, blah, 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 right? After I do that, you know, I um, get ready, put a little bit of worship music on, all of that, you know, and then go to the gym. The gym is like my number one, one of my number one self-care pieces just because put on my head, put some music on my headphone, and I just get it in, right? Get in. That's where I let a lot of anger, aggression, stress. That's where I get it all out. Outside of the gym, um, since I'm always like, you know, working, I work with different brands and making the content for their social medias. Work for my brand, so a lot of stuff is like online sh shit, right? So sometimes, even though people like, you know, sometimes do not disturb is my biggest form of self care. So. A lot of times it's not, nah, y'all not being ignored. I, I see, I see it. But right mm -hmm. now I'm in do not disturb mode. I'm watching Netflix. I'm watching something on Hulu. I'm watching something on Max. I'm not worried about the internet, right? And the social media, because literally everything I do 
is wrapped around that already. And it's mm-hmm. sometimes just good to just like break away from that. So like those are my main thing for self-care. Um question for y'all before we go to break. Is masturbation self-care? It is. Yes. <laughs> the number one priority. <laughs> Forgot about that one because so I, I would Lord, say I'm that too. I was like, wait, is that self-care? Yes, it is. That's a good question, though. That's especially out about every I have to a reminder. Masturbation is self-care. Do you and think it's still self-care if you're in a relationship? You said what? Mm. What'd you say? If you're in a relationship. I don't know what those are. Yeah, I don't know what that is. So, it's so jaded these past two weeks, y'all. I don't know what relationships are. Oh, oh my God. I only get friend zone. So, well, you tell us. You're the one in the relationships, mister. Right. right. Well, I mean, people, I, I mean, I feel. <laughs> I say, I say, I say. Look, I love me time, but some okay. people think that you know you shouldn't do me time you should save that for your partner but i feel like um that that's 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 different it's different than sex 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 involves thinking about someone else um that time is only about me i can make it happen as fast or as how long i need it to take Um, for me there's no effort i ain't gotta please nobody but me and I think like it's with moderation, right? So if you're neglecting your partner because you're always, you know, <laughs> like, I think that's the problem. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. If, like, it comes time your partner wants, you know, some intimate time and you're like, oh, I busted five minutes today. Sorry, man. Like, Ooh. bro! <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> I don't know who's doing that. So... <laughs> JK, JK, I just muted my mic. I just you said what? Mic. I just muted the mic. That's all. <laughs> I, I was gonna say because you said like jacking off and like being in a relationship. I was like, is it? Is it? Um, I don't think it's a bad thing. I feel like if you're like watching like porn, I feel like that makes it bad because I feel like whoa, 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 whoa. why? Because Wait, like, you're jacking off without porn. Oh, I mean. I'm not in a relationship, so I, I do whether well, I'm I, 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 I don't need I do more yeah, I do porn, my own videos or um I don't need nothing like actually yeah. recently I've been to my own videos. I'd be like, oh but are your videos with other people? Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But it's it's it's, like- it's 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 like your energy. But like I I still watch porn. However, I was gonna I was saying that because it's like you've been in a relationship with somebody, it's kinda like you looking at I feel like you should and maybe I'm just being biased because I feel like if I was in a relationship and my nigga jacking off, he better be jacking off about my like the imagination, like about our experiences. Like I feel Wait, like are people be... doing that? No, I mean yeah, I, no, yeah, people people masturbate like off imagination, like or our video. So like I feel like my partner should do that. Like, but that's neither here nor there because I don't have a partner. But Wait, you I'm definitely trying... whoa, 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 whoa. So people just lay down and or sit down and just masturbate without like anything. I've yeah, with, I, with, I imagination. Can. With, with imagination, yeah, I've done it before. Flashbacks and shit, but I've never reacted to those flashbacks. Or like, I don't need nothing. Really, no. I don't need nothing. The blow to win, and you just the sensation. <laughs> of, 
Yo, the sensation is enough. Yeah. I'm not thinking about nothing. Somebody asked me that before, like, what do you think about? What are you thinking about? What are you doing? I'm like, not how thinking, feeling mm-hmm. more so, not thinking right. <laughs> at all. There's no right. thought. It only feels like I ain't thinking about nothing. I'm thinking yeah, about how good this feels. You know the worst is giving a FaceTime call in the middle, like oh, <laughs> the worst. That's why I go on do not. I'm on do not disturb like nine times out of all day. I'm like, no, girl, I know why are you calling my phone right now? Wait for the money shot. Mm-mm. That's why you get the laptop and you put it down so you get the laptop. Wow, I haven't mm-hmm. used the laptop to jack off in years. Mm-hmm. I had it until I got this. This new computer, I got this this uh this air. This I haven't air done TV. the laptop until I had a mistake in Starbucks. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh it played so, while you when you opened it up. Yeah, because I forgot that it was playing. So I'm in Starbucks. <laughs> I open up <laughs> my laptop and all you hear is <laughs> I was mortified. I was like, oh my mm. God. I said that so so quick. That's so funny. I keep that it is. off the laptop. <laughs> well, that's a good way to um go to break. You listen to the Black Hair Agenda, and we will be <laughs> back with the agenda moving forward. Ooh. Welcome back to the Black Hair Agenda. We've been talking about black mental health. It's been good. Now it's time for the agenda moving forward. Listen, season two, y'all, we're gonna get drops. We're gonna get drops. Can you believe it though? We are eight episodes in. We only got four Mm -hmm. more left. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It went by by pretty fast. Cause we started in May. Yeah. It went by super fast. Did we start in May or did we start? Oh, it was June. Like we started started Pride Month. Our first Pride Month we started. It we started talking about things in May. Yeah, Don't be was... giving away industry secrets. Oh, oh. we recorded. <laughs> oh, because <laughs> 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 like, like, uh-uh, uh-uh, because uh-uh, I remember May, but you were June. We recorded in May, sir. <laughs> the episode dropped June. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but yeah, y'all, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for the future of this. Um, I think we're laying some good groundwork. Yes, that's good stuff. All right, so the agenda moving forward. All right, the agenda moving forward question for anybody who wants to tackle this. How do we do a better job at prioritizing mental health amongst our community? Talking about it. Talking about it, acknowledging it. The first thing is admitting that you, not saying you have a problem, not saying you need, that you need help. Yeah, acknowledge that you need help. There's nothing wrong with admitting that you need help. You can be strong to a point, but at some point, everybody, everybody that's listening, everybody that's on this this podcast, we need help. And it's okay. It's okay to seek that professional help. Mm-hmm. I was going to just chime in. Um, everything what Ryan said, but also knowing to lean on your community. Mm-hmm. Um, don't build friendships based off looks and aesthetics. You know, building friendships or building a community based around love, truth, joy, you know, kindness, forgiveness, respect, accountability, you know, those qualities that will contribute to your healing. You know, when you when you feel like you, you can't even be there for yourself, being able to lean on others who 
who um, see you for who you are, you know. Um, but yeah, having a strong community for sure will help you that. heal. I love that. That's beautiful. Alex. Thank you. I'm kind of like Ryan. I feel like just making sure that we highlight the importance of mental health. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, just like we highlight, you know, making sure that we go get, you know, tested, right? We want to make sure we get tested. We're making sure that we're healthy. How's your mental? Um, and we also need to, like, care about our friends and people around us mental health, right? Like, because we, if we show, like, concern about that, it'll make somebody else kind of take a look within and be like, man, maybe I do, maybe I should. Why are they, why, what? you know, we're, it's, it, the more you, the more we bring awareness around it, it makes it more, it makes it easier to talk about, right? And also that part too, sharing, sharing your experience, right? Because your experience mm -hmm. is somebody else's experience and it's tough to share. We all know, we all come from, you know, a situation where sharing was probably the biggest part, the biggest, toughest obstacle. But once we got over it, right, we can now do that, which is what we're doing right now. What we're doing right now is sharing, right? So we're sharing that, making it, you know, known, seen, heard, so people know, like, yeah, it's, we out here getting therapy because why we need it for whatever reason. Even if it ain't, you know, it ain't got to be nothing going on. You just mm -hmm. needed to know yourself better, mm -hmm. to see patterns, to see, maybe you need to see patterns of other people better so you know how to react mm -hmm. to other people in social settings, all that stuff. It's, it's awesome. necessary. I love that. Um, So if I could add anything is, I think we need to continue to create platforms that are safe spaces so honestly that's why i created um the black edge and that's why i reached out to y'all to be a part of the black edge and because i feel like we need more safe spaces i feel like not enough black gay men get together and have the important conversations like this mm -hmm. right we could have gotten on here and had a good and we still do you know we we have good key right mm -hmm. we have fun and we you know but like i feel like you know with y'all going out to brunch i get it brunch is fun right brunch is fun you key a little bit god do your little gossiping all of that girl mm -hmm. this, girl that we about the van but also being able to like sit around and like let's talk about real shit right how are you feeling how are you how are you actually feeling inside What's mm -hmm. going on with you? And being able to know that, you know, the people in your circle are actual safe spaces. So if I tell you I'm dealing with X, Y, Z, I'm not going to end up being the next gossip topic at the mm -hmm. next brunch. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think just being safe spaces and then creating platforms where people can go and be open, honest and transparent and not worry about their business being put out in the streets. Right. What's important. Mm -hmm. When people are, when people, <laughs> when people feel more comfortable with about being honest, we'll have more people being honest. The mm -hmm. same way we, we talk about people always like straight cisgendered women always talk about oh black men these black men DL blah 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 and why they want to be DL and trick us. If y'all created, and I'm not putting the onus on black women alone, but if. Y'all created a more healthy environment for them to be open about their truth, then they wouldn't be quote unquote tricking you. They wouldn't be scared to come out. 
So mm-hmm. it's the same thing with mental health. A lot of times people don't say certain stuff because they feel like it's going to be thrown in their face. And we talked about the mean girls earlier, and that's shit that people will do. Somebody could be like, oh, I had, you know, they could be listening to this and like, for per, per, uh, for instance, um, the black gay Christian that I had about how I had a, a suicide ideation, right? Yeah, I could get into it with another gay on the internet, right? Who might have listened to this podcast, and they would literally say, "Oh, that's why you try to kill yourself. You should have done it." Mm. Mm. Jesus, we see that stuff all the time. We do. Yeah. Did you take your pills today? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. That's why your mom died. Like we see that stuff. So I think the last piece that I would say is to kind of make mental health a priority. We also have to just encourage people to be kinder to one another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is free. It costs nothing to be kind, y'all. Absolutely free. Mm. Where can the people find you? You all can find me on Instagram at the Justin B. Smith. Yeah. Um, on all platforms, looking cute. Go look at Justin's birthday content, y'all. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh yeah, let him know. <laughs> Ryan Lewis, where can they find you? You can find me on all streaming platforms, all social media platforms at Rated Ryan and Ryan Out Loud podcast is out there. Episodes are out, and yeah, Alex. You know, I'm on the IG and the spill. <laughs> that is wild. <laughs> and that is Xander T82. That is X-A-N-D-E-R-T-82. Love Try it. on my radio voice. You like it? I like that. NPR. And you can find me at It's Mike B on Twitter. It's Mike B on Snap. No, not Snapchat. It's Mike B on TikTok. It's Mike B on Spill and Instagram. Uh, you can check out the Combos for the Culture YouTube. You can catch out Combos for the Culture on Instagram. Combos for the Culture. Uh, we got like, I think like three episodes left, I want to say. Two two to three episodes left. We are closing in on uh, the end of season two, which I'm super excited. We got four episodes left in season one of the Black Agenda. All right. Hey. So make sure that you stay locked in. And as always, what are we going to do? We are going to grab our purses and clutch your pearls. This has been the Black Agenda. We say peace. peace.